Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. We had four people last week. We had we had our, our three usual hosts and we had a bonus guest host. And we at the end of it decided that's too much people. So not only are we gonna are we gonna remove the bonus guest host for this episode, we're also gonna remove one of their three regular hosts. We're trying to normalize here. So you guessed it. It's another sausage fest. Whee! And uh, let me just say, coming into this, we, we recorded the secret segment before this. The energy is fantastic. Tactic, as, I'm, as I've been informed, is eating, you said trolley gummy worms. Yeah, the right? best kind, yeah. The, really the only kind. They kind of the market cornered. I was listening to another podcast the other day. I'm not going to say what podcast it was because I don't want to give them free press. But they were saying that trolley, like the gummy brand, they should do commercials and or some kind of advertisements about the trolley problem like you know the trolley problem like you have like you have a you have your hand on the trolley lever and you have to like save people what if you were saving gummy worms instead oh i thought you were saying like like a gushers type gummy train and if you step on it if you bite it there's like toxic chemicals that come out there's a million variations of the trolley problem so yeah it'd just be a fun wordplay advertising opportunity for them but uh we're not gonna be talking about that for the whole episode it is just the two of us so it's a little bit of a different episode no game segment this week I, that's right, everyone. I cannot possibly lose this week because it's not happening. I Actually, I still might be able to. We'll see what happens. We're talking about the state of play this week. There was a big PS5 showcase last week that we're going to be delving into. Lots of stuff to talk about, not the least of which is Kill the Justice League, which really had the big cornerstone moment of the show, so to speak. So we'll get into that as well. Before we get into all that, though, I want to open the show with, I think, a very useful PSA. Now, Tectic, you might already know this. That's Tactic, by the way. Probably. I know everything about everything. If you haven't listened to the show before, I didn't even introduce the two of us. I'm Legal86. I'm one of the hosts. Tactic, the guy sitting across me. from me in the proverbial sense. That's him. I'm the problem. It's me. We're two of the three. Nerd Bomber is is under the weather. As, as I said in the secret segment, she yeah, got the weather, the weather is right. like severely on top of her right now. Yeah. Nerd Bomber did want me to pass along to the listeners how much Tactic has been taking really good care of her. And how I haven't really at all. And then, you know what? That's not, it's, it's not my responsibility. Guys, I don't, even, I don't, I don't live in your house. It's been a week. We're, we're going to get into it in the what are you up to Wednesday. But it's been, yeah. It's been a week. I don't want to spoil anything for you either. But you, you, you've, you guys have been through it. So just know that at least, at least for you, this is a safe place. This is a happy place. And I, hopefully when Nerdbomber's listening, this is a happy place for her. We're going to, we're going to get through this together. But before we get into the, the state of play, uh, I'm I'm serious. I need to do like a PSA because I just recently learned this in the most unfortunate possible way. Did you know, so when you go to the grocery store and you're like, I need deodorant and you go and you buy deodorant. I'm the kind of person who I actually need antiperspirant and they're different things. Did you, did you, did you know this? Am I the only person in the world who didn't know this? I feel like it's one of those situations where I'm just an idiot, but I want to make sure no one else is in the same position as me. Right. What the, the hell is things. deodorant? Deodorant doesn't keep you is it like sweating. a perfume it, basically yeah it, it it's i think deodorant is really just designed to smell good antiperspirant which is what i need because i'm a sweaty boy mm-hmm. is it actually does some sort of skin coating magic with like aluminum particles or something i don't know i didn't google the science but it, it it actually keeps the sweat from like coming out and like making your shirt stink so if you're like me and you like i i, I do this thing at work which is really healthy and i recommend which is stress sweating where like when someone comes up same. and asks me to do something. Also when I I'm can, playing any video game ever. It's crazy. And, and, and there's another PSA for those people that, that may not know this. This is a very pleasant fact. Is that stress sweat smells worse than 
regular sweat. Have you had an experience like this as well? This so again, you're sweating because your adrenaline's going. Your adrenaline's going because you're entering fight or flight. Are you okay? I just like, I get this. When people ask me for something at work, it could be the easiest thing in the world. I just immediately get this sense of like, they are depending on me. Which, you know, they are. And also, by the way, it's not like I have a day-to-day high pressure. I'm not like a lumberjack or something. I don't have like a day-to-day high pressure, high danger job. I just uh, don't like being asked for things. So I I stress sweat and then I smell it like immediately. And uh, that's why I need antiperspirant and not deodorant. And they are different things. That's again, that's the, the main point of my PSA here. They're different. This is what you should expect out of any podcast that's hosted by It's one of those things where it, like saying it, it makes sense. But like, huh. Now they do sell like the combo, yeah, and I'm, by they I mean I'm, I mean Old Spice, the probably the number one men's deodorant brand in the country. Not a sponsor. Not. But a sponsor. I disagree. Are you a? Are, let's, let's get personal with this. So I, I'm an Old Spice man. I'm a dove. Uh, I just got some. You're Dove man. Dove okay. man. Yeah. That's a. Hey, look. I was raised on Dove soap. I don't. You know, what my coworkers don't tell me. Hey, you smell like laundry. <laughs> That's right. Did I talk about that on the air last week or you was did. that? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. My coworkers tell me I smell like laundry. They also, I've been told not by my coworkers because that'd be weird, but I've been told that I have very soft hair. That's another, that's Dude, another thing. I am me. picturing a weird work environment for you. Blink twice if you need help. No one at work is touching my hair. I just want to touching and clear. smelling. <laughs> but, but other people have told me that I have very soft hair and I use swab shampoo. Again, not a sponsor. Yeah. If you get stress sweats, buy antiperspirant and not deodorant and if if you didn't know that your life may be about to change i just want to sometimes i feel like i need to pass these little nuggets of wisdom as i call it along to the listeners you're welcome question mark i don't don't know let's talk about the state of play let's let's actually get into the nerd news for this week which really amounts to the state of play there is a lot here and again we're going to get into well why don't we just get right into it because it, it it is the biggest thing as i mentioned 15 minutes out of the like whatever 40 minutes and change of the state of play was devoted entirely to rocksteady's suicide squad killed the justice league now we saw a lot uh this was i don't know if we had seen gameplay before but we saw a lot of gameplay here albeit in a very well packaged you know I, when i see videos like this i'm like man whoever is playing this right now is really good at video games do you ever, like, I, I feel inadequate watching some of this stuff. Well, some I don't the, think like, it was a continuous reel. I think it was different, because I don't, I don't think you're, ju- are you jumping from character to character to character, or? No, no. I, or I were those I don't different, so like, sequences if you picked that character? I think it was, it was the latter, but I'm more, ju- and uh, yeah, obviously when it's super cut, where they're just, they're playing very well with every character, that, that makes it all the more impressive. But even, like, just taking, like, the dead shot sequence at the beginning as an example, like, I was like, this dude's, they're pulling headshots every time they shoot which you know the other and i'll turn it over to you in a second because you're you're the dc boy but the other thing one of my biggest sweeping takeaways from watching all of this was maybe i missed the memo and i'm definitely not against it if anything i'm i'm pro this is a very shooting centric game and i wasn't anticipating that you disagree that it's shooting centric or you disagree that i i disagree that it's shooting centric it's superhero combat centric i'd love for you to rebut that because i so much of it was shooting i mean harley quinn every character was shooting something at some point think about the characters you're you're leveraging their abilities here and harley quinn was not just shooting she was grappling she has her hammer too and then there was also hand-to-hand physical combat even i mean killer 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 shark i think it is killer shark Killer, killer shark killer shark for example was just punching and beating people up the one that really blew my mind personally 
was Boomerang. I was honestly super skeptical on how they would leverage his abilities. But my goodness, between like the the coolest one was the pinball shot that he did where it like bounced, where it like showed him bouncing around to to do it. And like the leveraging of various technologies to teleport and stuff, they did him so freaking well. They made what what I always thought was kind of the lame superhero an absolute bad ass. The supers, as I'll call it, like the, the special abilities across the board look pretty incredible. Now, I will say to your point about Boomerang, he is really the only one that I like. I don't really know what his deal is. I don't know what he's about. Like, I don't, I don't have a lot of other multimedia exposure to the character of Boomerang, as opposed to obviously like Harley Quinn. I you know ready? all about Australian trope. There you go. Very Austria. Yeah, I mean, that 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 much did come through. I will say that much. But yeah, I, I mean, I think I liked a lot of what I saw here. I think the gameplay looked like I, I, I stand by what I said, very shooting centric. And I liked the simplicity of it. Again, at least in, in the sense of what we saw, Dead Space does this as well. And I, I obviously just finished playing Dead Space and I love it. Shoot the bright, glowy parts of something is a very simple but very satisfying game mechanic. And boy, if that wasn't like almost all they were doing, at least for the first part of the of the 15 minute kind of extended look. And uh, it just it was a great way for them to showcase, again, the abilities of the characters. I think that something that, that kind of struck me was how easy I think it would be to establish what I will call flow in this game. And the other immediate example that I have, uh, besides the obvious answer of Arkham, is the Spider-Man games, the recent Spider-Man games. You would establish kind of a combat flow and a swinging around the city flow where game time kind of passed effortlessly. And I think that much is... I think it did better than what, say, like a Spider-Man. So Spider-Man did two things really well. One, it did the combat really well, and it did the storyline really well. Combat looked fantastic. The story, oh my gosh. Kill, you have to kill us all. Like, whew, dark, gritty, love it. Big fan. DC. How do you kill the Flash? Because, like, the only reason he was even remotely slowed down in this. kill him. You can well, just, well, but he's he's too fast. I mean, you like, can stop. Wonder Woman got him. Wonder Woman got him in, in in the footage that we saw. If she hadn't gotten him, they would have been they would have been roasty toasty, in my opinion. What were they going to do? I mean, superheroes have taken like he's been shot in the legs by Deadshot. He's superheroes have have taken him down time and time again. He's not impossible to kill. He heals really fast due to his metabolism, but he's not impossible to kill. I look forward to seeing how they do it. Because like certain certain they're ones, not like, going to kill him. Though. I'm sorry. They're going to go for Brainiac. I, I I love Batman. He's going to be pretty easy to, to get the best of. But like Superman, that, Superman what? is going to be very very difficult. That's got to be final boss territory. Well, Super Superman's impervious to basically all of their abilities. Every single one of them. Right. The only thing that they can do is something Kryptonite based. That's the that's right. the only which way I'm, to do it. Which I'm sure they'll figure something out to that end. But but yeah, I, I guess the the story you know. I was, I don't want to say I was confused because I, I certainly was easy enough to follow, but like, yeah, Brainiac taking over Metropolis, seemingly corrupting the minds of the Justice League. Do I have it right so far? Yep. So is Brainiac the big tentacle thing? Not to sound like an idiot, but is Brainiac the big metal tentacle thing? Brainiac is sort of the big metal tentacle thing. He's he's a robotic intelligence life form, so to speak. Aptly named. Yeah. So yeah, he's basically everything mechatronic that you're gonna see in this yeah i'm I'm for that so that's story that's combat we've covered those the other thing that i want to know if it was trailer or if this was true gameplay can we talk soundtrack and just 
Like it was, it was almost like you're fighting we can always to the soundtrack. beat. Am I wrong here in saying that? No, you're not. And, and, and you know, well, well, what we heard here was totally different. I think the Arkham games were undervalued for their soundtracks. So I, and like, they actually did an interview very briefly. I don't think the I Arkham think the games really had a, a, a bop. Oh, like well, no, one. there were no, there were no bops. And, and the Arkham games were overwhelmingly moody right like even even the brighter colored ones like i think arkham city was the most whimsical one but it was still like it was just dark it's just, you know just darkness arkham that's what city. it was you know they they kind of made the point of talking about it in the extended look too of like this is not arkham it's not like raining all, like it's raining all the time in all the arkham games this is like it's metropolis it's it's cleaner it's brighter it's yeah it has a little more of a sense of fun to it and i honestly i i don't know how i feel about that but the soundtrack I liked, I I, I will agree with you. On I think that. you need a sense of fun to it. I think that tracks. I think having the dare I call it juxtaposition of the fun, crazy techno bop over the you have to kill all of the heroes, it just makes for yeah. a, an emotional roller coaster that I'm here for. It's definitely as an overall package, it seems significantly higher energy than the Arkham games were. And like, by the way, the Arkham games, I I loved all of them, and I well i should have known i didn't really know there were going to be any ties at all to the arkham games in this game i mean they could have very easily just been like we that might as well not have happened and i don't know to what extent you know the arkham backstory of any kind is going to be involved but i i guess i hadn't considered the fact that they were technically tied together and in the same universe i don't know i guess i just don't know that they have to be but they are a lot to look forward to here what i want to know from you as generic a question as it is i i feel the need to ask it anyways what is the character that you are most excited to play as? Boomerang. I didn't okay. think I would ever say this, but Boomerang. Yeah, see, I'm a Deadshot guy. I just, I think, I think Deadshot just looks and acts the coolest. I don't and disagree. Look, when I'm playing but video like, games, I want to be cool. I, I want to do something more than shooty jetpack. I would play Boomerang. I would play literally every other character before Deadshot. I and you know what? I I respect that. I I, I guess you're right that in ability he is probably the most pedestrian you know you're you're probably going to get like you could be a shark from, instead of that right and you're going to be that come on come on i think i am yeah call me vanilla call me whatever you want just uh you're not even vanilla you know, you're 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 imitation vanilla extract that seems a little bit too harsh but um but yeah this one is very very exciting i'm looking forward to seeing i'm assuming we're going to get quite a bit more content before may i guess may 26 is pretty close maybe i'm wrong about that but yeah may 26 this comes out this is a memorial day this is going to be a day one buy for you i would imagine am i wrong about that i think you are wow yeah. okay wait and it has so nothing I'm, to do with the quality and how sweet these games look it's it's more just i've been vibing with the switch these days <laughs> you have mentioned that yeah did they mention they mentioned four-player online co-op. Is there couch co-op? Because I know, obviously, if that's the case, the the stock of this game goes up for for Nerd Bomber and yourself significantly. Um, I'm trying to remember if they mentioned having couch co-op. I think it's going to play like Destiny, where it's online multiplayer only. And same with like the Avengers game. That that's that's where the the main the majority of the market is. Yeah, quick Google does suggest that it is not going to be couch co-op, which is upsetting, but. You know, couch co-op, as we've discussed many times, has become increasingly rare. So, you know, online co-op, single player, whatever you want to do. Again, May 26th is when that one that one drops. Before we get into some of the deeper cut gems that were present in this state of play, I guess we need to also kind of talk a little bit about the VR2 games, because those those were kind of 
the leadoffs for this state of play, there were five games that were that were teased: the Foglands, Green Hell, Synapse, Journey to Foundation, and Before Your Eyes. Of those five, I guess what I'll ask first: which one? Not that I don't think I'm not sure either of us are going to be VR two buyers at least in the immediate term but which one of those looked the most enticing to you is i guess the question i'll ask so the foglands looked like a vr death loop to me and that kind of looked interesting so i think i would have to go with that one i i, I definitely got that vibe again kind of kind of mixing shooting with i don't know if mythical elements or mystical elements is the right term but going for a very specific vibe similarly speaking i thought synapse looked pretty cool that to me seemed like a mixture of control and the the vr game i played that i love super hot very focused on very quick moving shooting which you know whenever i'm watching these vr showcases i'm always kind of trying to think about the movement because you know i literally relate every vr game like how does this compare to super hot (laughs) well yeah and and one of the things that makes super hot so great is that you're not moving much and that's like kind of the whole point of it whereas you know with something like synapse you're constantly moving around and you're moving very fast and like looking around and shooting at things and all that like in vr it's it's a pretty fluid and in most cases seamless experience but like moving can very quickly become disorienting moving typically involves turning around a lot which is kind of difficult in in vr sometimes so kind of some some red flags go up when i see that but the frenetic pacing of synapse looked pretty interesting and then before your eyes i also wanted to make specific mention of because that looked like a pretty unique concept graphically not impressive but also not designed to be impressive i would say but it just seems like a very interesting concept narrative games and we're going to talk about another one later they're they're kind of hit or miss for me games that are that closely tied to a narrative and little else in terms of gameplay i struggle with those sometimes but i thought that looked pretty interesting so yeah a lot of vr2 content i again i guess i should have asked you first do you do you guys have immediate plans to buy psvr2 because for me the answer is, is probably no i really enjoyed vr until i realized how soft my head is <laughs> it just starts Dude, to hurt my, yeah it starts to hurt my little head after a while so like i take it in strides and then like they really just need to focus on making it lighter and 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 just more comfortable but that's a that's a conversation for another day yeah i i I think we can i mean in spite of that i think we can both agree that this is a pretty good foot forward for oh yeah the games look fantastic rolling out vr2 as far as vr goes but i'm still very kind of lukewarm on vr games as a whole i'm wondering you know i i think something that we honestly i'm not even sure we see a whole lot of it in the vr world is like first party titles and we're going to get to some of the some of the first party stuff in a second here but like these are i don't want to call them indie games because they're not but they're they're double a's you know right they're not they're not triple a games they're a little bit off the beaten path and it would be nice i think if there were more vr games like i remember when i got vr i got doom vr and that was a triple a experience and that was really cool and i just don't know how much of that there is uh, in in the vr space and i think it'd be cool if there was more of that but then again things like the foglands like you mentioned like they're they're very unique and maybe that's part of the draw to a whole new way of playing games destiny 2 lightfall got a trailer for an expansion that honestly kind of enticed me like i haven't been i've been out of the destiny ecosystem for a while i did play some destiny 2 but i didn't play a whole lot it just it, it did remind the me the trailer of was done really 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 well super super cinematic which you know that i really really appreciate and the one guy whose name i cannot think of i mean it seems like i guess at some point the guy who was voiced by nathan fillion must have died 
That might be a spoiler, but he wasn't in this trailer, and I'm sure he would have been if he was still alive. So I'm guessing he's dead. But there is that one guy with the deep voice who's really cool. He was like kind of narrating the entire trailer. And it's just, it kind of reminded me how fun this game was. And my experience with Destiny was I got there way too late, way after the fact. So I wasn't really part of the zeitgeist. And like the player base probably wasn't at its peak or even close to at its peak when I was playing. And I'm not even sure I was playing when any major DLC came out. Hey, if you're looking I wasn't for a playing squad, long. the online warriors. So this does, you know, it looks, again, very enticing. And this one, you know, by the time, by the time this episode is out, this expansion will be out comes out february 28th so this was a, a much quicker release it's almost nintendo directy where they're like it's out now which i always which i always appreciate but yeah I, I love the epicness i love the cinematic nature of it and i've always loved the destiny gameplay i just don't know like destiny kind of demands a lot of online multiplayer and i just don't know i think those days might be behind me like as a whole so that's what kind of has me hesitant on this one but it looked amazing it, it so. can be difficult to schedule with friends i I respect that. But but there is and I'm gonna kinda skip ahead, there is a nether online multiplayer game that I that I do wanna kinda segue into. And that skip is ahead, go for it. That is Wayfinder. Yeah, this one also looked very, very interesting. And this one also beta coming out on February twentieth, so the day before this episode goes live, I believe. This reminded me of a little it I almost wanna say Borderlandsy. The combat was quite a bit different. I was going to say this is Borderlands meets Destiny meets mythological, kind of. I think I could get there on that. And uh, yeah, I think this one looked really cool. I, I really appreciated the look of the boss fight. Because that, bo- that boss man, he's, he's Big Daddy. We should, we should schedule, not tomorrow, because I've got some editing to do, but we should schedule an online Warriors play with this one. It's, a, it's an open beta. Let's, let's do it. Just one time. It'll be just like the old days. Yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. We can we can report back on how it went and how bad I am at, at video games. I you know I part of me wonders like because yeah we haven't played any online games in, of this type in a long time. We're gonna do it and you're gonna be like, dude, what, you suck. What happened to you? The last game was where I was that mushroom thing. Yeah, a shout out to um, I thought I was wondering if you were gonna bring that up. Shout out to Battleborn. Remember yeah, Battleborn, shout out to guys. Battleborn, yeah. That game, like, I think that literally, like, the online, like, isn't even supported anymore. <laughs> I think it was pretty pretty short-lived, but it was it was fun. So, yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought up Wayfinder. One looked like a, again, potential, I'm going to call it a diamond in the rough, because we don't really know yet, but it looked pretty promising. We have more games to get to in the state of play, but for now, we are going to take a short break. But before we do that, I would be remiss. We would be remiss. The two of us would be remiss if we did not shout out our fantastic Patreon producer, Mr. Stephen Keller. Stephen was with us last week. He uh, participated in the quiz, which he also chose the topic for. I believe, did he win? I can't remember. He won. He Not only did he won, but he took you guys to Pink Dolphin School. Yeah, I don't remember the exact score, but I remember, I don't, I'm not even sure I got a question right. And uh, guys, that could be you. You could be a Patreon producer. You could come on the show. You could win a quiz. You could earn all that glory. That, that Stephen has earned as a night level subscriber on our Patreon. As a night level subscriber, Stephen gets access to the monthly secret segment and vlog. Of course, we just recorded our secret segment for this month today. It was about retro gaming setups. You're not going to want to miss that one. Stephen, of course, also gets input into the weekly game segment, as we mentioned, the occasional guest spot on the show, and this weekly producer shout out. There's also a squire level of support, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog. And there is a page level which gets you access to the monthly secret segment. 
So patreon.com slash online warriors podcast is where you can go to find the details on any and all of those levels of support. You can go over there, chat with us, chat with Steven, check out all the sweet benefits and consider giving back to this show that you are hopefully listening to because you like it and not like listening to it ironically or something. That'd be weird. You shouldn't listen to podcasts ironically. No one's even going to know. So what's the point? Just listen to us because you like us, hopefully. So again, that's patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. Thanks again to Steven. Thanks again to all of you for listening, and we will be right back to talk more about the state of play. Hi, I'm Kevin DeCristofano. And I'm Sean Flanagan. And we are the Ninja Turtle Nerds, your weekly podcast covering the Ninja Turtle comic book series one issue at a time. Plus the video games, the cartoon show, the VHS tapes. If it's Ninja Turtles, we'll cover it. Ninja Turtle Nerds is available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, uh, at this point, you know, there's there's a lot of things left on the list here from State of Play, but I want to kind of bounce around, get a little bit more organic with how we're going through this. I'm going to talk about something that looked really interesting to me, and then you're going to talk about something that looked really interesting to you, and we'll just kind of keep going like that until one of us dies. How does that sound? Perfect. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, as I have mentioned on the podcast, and I'm I'm just looking for opportunities to mention how much I love the age of remakes that we're living in. I'm getting, I got a Dead Space remake. I'm getting a Metroid Prime remaster. God, don't say what I think you're going to say. I'm going to say Resident Evil 4. I mean, look, I, no. here's, here's the thing. Okay. You seem upset. We'll get to that in a second. But I, when I was, when I was a young lad on the GameCube, we had, I don't remember why we had it. We might've gotten it with the GameCube. We had a demo disc for Resident Evil 4 that was like, play the first level of Resident Evil 4 and like, see how good it is and, you know, buy it was the idea. We couldn't buy it because my parents were against, you know, rated mature games uh, for, you know, young upstanding citizens such as ourselves. So I have not played Resident Evil 4. I've actually never played a Resident Evil game, period. With that said, wow, this looked incredible. I thought the graphics looked great. I think the gameplay looks really fun. I don't understand the lore, and that's kind of where my hesitance is. Like, I wish this was Resident Evil, a Resident Evil One remake. Yes, that's so why. Like, so that's why I said no. If they're yeah, gonna I, I, do remakes, they should do Resident Evil One after after Resident Evil like Two. It really jumped the shark. Like, it, yeah, it got culty. It got like like what the what? No, like, it's a, just yeah, just it, give it, me weird like franchise. weird Umbrella Corp zombie things. That's it. There's a lot of characters that kind of fly in and out of the Resident Evil franchise, as far as I understand it. Like you said, the kind of the main storyline, it starts as Umbrella Corporation zombies. And by Resident Evil 4, I would say it's something that's completely unrecognizable. So if I were to buy this and play it, I'm not 100% sure it would be for the story. I think it would be for how great the gameplay looks and how scary zombie stuff is. I, I think it looked great for that reason. And I, you know, I think the reason they're focusing so much on a resident evil 4 remake is i think it's widely agreed upon to be the best one in the series at least thus far i don't know i guess don't quote me on that but that's what i've heard i think resident evil 4 won a bunch of like game of the years when it came out and it looks like for good reason looks like a very badass protagonist who in the thumbnail for the youtube is holding like seven guns at once which is pretty cool saving a damsel in distress potentially I believe the president might also be involved in Resident Evil 4. Don't quote me on that either. Again, I have a very tenuous grip on the story of these games, but uh, it looked really fun. And again, Joe considering Biden's my recent, this? it's not well, <laughs> like fake, fake president. It's probably, his name is probably like something Johnson. Although there was a real president named Johnson too, like multiple presidents named Johnson. But I just think with, 
how remakes have gone for me lately, especially horror remakes. I'm uh, I'm very on board with this, and I'm not necessarily sure I'm going to buy it and play it, at least not for like $70 or however much they're going to sell it for, but this might be a few years down the road, a bargain bin situation for me, and uh, just to kind of play it and, and dip my toes into that universe. So that was, that was one I definitely wanted to mention as looking particularly good, and also comes out on March 24th, which is, again, very soon. So... Uh, be on the lookout for that. So I'll, I'll swing it over to you. What in, and I think I know what you're going to say, I'm going to make a, making a prediction in my head, what you're excited about. Say it. I want to hear it from, from no, but say it. Street Fighter, Street Fighter six. No. So you're, you're, a, you're a fighting game boy. We'll get to that. Yeah. You're going to learn a thing, thing or two about me though. I am a fighting game. I'd like, boy. I'd like that. And you guys all know that I'm, I'm a big fan of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, the, the, the everything, anything with a dragon and a ball. I'm there. That's true. What you guys don't know about me is back in the after school special Dizay, I was also a big fan of Naruto. And okay, so before you before you go on, I just want to tell you, I want to be honest and have a moment of vulnerability with you here. Out of all the state of play trailers, this is the only one I did not watch. Do you know why? Because you're not a big fan of Naruto? <laughs> well, A, that's true. But B, I, I literally had the conscious thought, Technic's going to know about this one. <laughs> I literally was like, I don't know anything about Naruto, and I had a vague sense, at least, that you do something about Naruto. So I was like, okay, I'm like, uh, this this is his. I'm super into a lot of the animated, basically Toonami. If Toonami had it back in the day, I was yeah. there. Which is why I, I think that might have been where my where my knowledge came. I'm not even sure if we've talked about you liking it, but I was like, I'm sure Technic likes this. That was kind of the vibe, uh, or at least I'm I'm sure he's knowledgeable in this field. So, so I'll turn it over to you on this one. So I was pretty excited about this because I've wanted to get kind of caught up to Naruto for quite some time now. And it appears that you can play through and relive a lot of the stories that I grew up with. And and I, I, I kept up with the saga up, up through when he got the nine-tailed fox demon out of him. And then I kind of fell off because, I don't know, after school specials stopped being after school because I graduated. But I want to get back into this. It's that was deep, by the way. It was a deep thought. It was sad. It was sad. Thought. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> deep, deep thoughts are often but, sad. But but to me, this looks like an opportunity to get back into that and relive some of that childhood love and enjoyment from the series that I got while playing a video game. I could care less about the Boruto stuff. Everyone knows his kid sucks. Naruto is the real gangster. His kid's lame. But yeah, really excited about the Naruto. Boruto is his kid? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, oh yeah, he uh, he reproduces. And they're going to fight? Or are they on a team? You could probably fight them. I mean, it's a fighting game. It's It's sure. got a hundred plus characters added, like everybody fighting everybody. Yeah, new playable characters on top of 124 from earlier. That's a, like, how many characters are there in Mortal Kombat? It's not that many. Not enough. That's insane. And, you know, the, the game I was going to bring up, which I, well, what I thought you were going to bring up, Street Fighter Six, they mentioned that they were adding three characters, Sangeef, Lily, and Kami. I don't know how many characters they're adding those on top of, but I'm sure it's on 124. Um, so, so that's 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 pretty impressive. Rolling in the Street Fighter then. Zangief I was yeah. kind of excited about because like I said, going back to the nostalgia factor, I played Street Fighter. Zangief was was a playable character. The other two, Lily and Cammy, I have no exposure to, so I have no emotional attachment there. They look like they have pretty sweet, quirky moves, but... I just have no personal attachment. So it was just, it was an announcement that just didn't jazz me up. If anyone wants to know, if, if like, if you're a first time listener for the podcast, or if you've even been listening for a long time and you don't really know what Tactic looks like, just picture Zangief and you're pretty much there. Is I that, don't have a beard. I don't have facial hair though. Yet. I don't know why. I, I don't know what I'm implying, but I think chest hair is there. 
all the way down from the, my top chest to my chesticles. And he always wears metal rings on his wrists, just to look intimidating. Street Fighter Six comes out June 2nd, and I also should have mentioned, well, actually, I don't know when Naruto Boruto comes out, because it's not listed in this article. So you'll have to go at Google around for that information if you want it, because I, I don't know. Let's talk about humanity, and I don't mean like, I don't mean like humanity as like a whole. That would be... I'm glad you brought that'd this be a, one up. That'd be a weird segue for the podcast. So we actually talked about Tetris Effect last week. I can't remember if it was you who was going on about that or it was Nerd Bomber or both. Well, we were talking about it in reference to the Tetris trailer, but this comes from uh, Enhance, who did Tetris Effect and Res Infinite. This looks really, really fun and interesting. So I like puzzle games a lot. This is officially qualified as an action puzzle game. The puzzle seems to be... You are a glowing white mystical dog and you are guiding all of humanity into places and you're, they're like pushing boxes and getting blown around by fans. I feel like an anti-gravity state. It, it looks, it looks really simple concept and very interesting and I'm, I'm here for it. I feel like this is going to do to me what the Talos principle did to me. I got that. So the Talos principle, if you don't know, is a puzzle game. Okay. I was like, sweet, a puzzle game. And the cover is a robot holding a kitty. What can go wrong here? And you're going around, you're uncovering puzzles, and it's like quote after quote of just deep introspective lines. And you're just like, you you walk away feeling this like, this this level of emotion that you didn't expect from a silly puzzle game. Right. And I get hardcore. This is gonna, this is, this is... This is an homage to we as a society have gotten lost. We've lost our way and the dog is our guiding light. And there's the the shadow colorless people versus the vibrant people. And, and we need to stand up and bring color and beauty back to the... I, I, I feel like this is just going to have so such deep meaning hidden everywhere. And emotionally, I don't know if a glowy dog yeah. can, can lift me up enough. <laughs> Let, let me turn that on its head because to me, these people all look like they're just lemmings. They're just like, the, the dogs like do this. They're like, okay. And they just like, you know, push a giant block. Is that not how we are in society? At, right? well, it, but we, it, we go it through is, the motions. We go through our routines day in, day out, the same cycle. We just follow what we're supposed to follow, do what we're supposed to do. Definitely. Definitely. And, and like, I, but I'm not, that's not uplifting is my point. Like the, this, the spirit dog is not uplifting me. It's, guiding all of humanity and like i also think it was interesting you know like you were saying that i think the dog like is specifically guiding, mentioned, though. i think the dog is freeing humanity and that's why maybe this game looks deep they specifically mentioned story in this trailer and i'm i guess i don't know a lot about the talus principle so i'm i'm skeptical of a puzzle game's ability to introduce story to to great effect typically puzzle games are very episodic i mean i guess portal had a story right and it was reasonably potent but like most puzzle games are there's a stage you solve the puzzle and move to the next stage it's very modular it's you're not building a whole lot of a continued narrative arc through it maybe this game will serve as as a counterpoint to that my theory and my suspicion is that this game will end with you ending all of humanity <laughs> like the end of the game will just be you have to get all these people to just like run off a cliff and they're all going to die. Or and the end is, the dog uh, what's, is just sad. What's it called when everyone floats up? In, in, uh, cocoon? No, no, in the biblical sense. What is that? Oh, the rapture. Yeah, you take them to rapture and they all just go, oh. Yeah, Cocoon is the movie with the old people on the boat, I, I believe. Yeah, this one looked really interesting. 
Uh, I'm definitely going to be tuning in to that one. There are some things here we have not mentioned. I think we're going to move on, but uh, Tachia, we did not mention. Goodbye Volcano High, which looked like another, again, a narrative game that I, it looked like a, not a walking simulator, but basically just folks talking to other folks which i don't i don't know how high my interest level is in that but hey prove me wrong at online warriors one is our main show account at ow at Levi six tweet at me tell me that i'm a doofus oh i'm already getting at ow with my my hot take on resident evil at ow tactic hit him with the hot resident evil takes at ow nerd bomber just say hello to her she's not here you can't be upset with her she has she hasn't said any opinions could be upset with her for not being here but that would be i don't think that would be appropriate she sounds like a frog right now yeah, we'll 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 get to that. Baldur's Gate three. I, I you know the article I have in front of me from Polygon, like it basically has a bunch of these trailers kind of listed out of like here's this game. It's coming. It's coming at this time. Here's what's interesting about it. The Baldur's Gate three blurb just says Baldur's Game. It actually spells it wrong. It says Baldur's Game three, which I think is funny. Baldur's Game three is coming to PlayStation five on August thirty first. That's all it says. I think the idea is if you've played Baldur's Gate, you know what you're going to get. Yeah, D and D video game. So really cool looking. Can you see this dog? This like skeleton dog. That's pretty awesome. And do you know what its name is? Balder. No. The dog's name in this game is Twinkles. I don't think that's true. (laughs) But I also don't think the dog's name is Balder. So I guess, you know, eye for an eye. Uh, So yeah, if we missed anything, we didn't talk about anything you were specifically excited about. You heard our Twitter handles. Come hit us up. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about the state of play. For now... I've been I've been so informed by my good friend Tactic that his What Are You Up To Wednesday this week is action pack sounds too exciting because I know it's not exciting, but there's a lot you have to you have to get through. So uh, the floor is yours. Let people know what's been going on in the life of Tactic and in Nerd Bomber because it's been it's been pretty busy. All right. So first and foremost, this episode is being dedicated to our rabbit Bailey on top of Nerd Bomber having COVID and me taking care of her. Our rabbit had to be put down his health was deteriorating and he could no longer survive on his own. And so this episode is dedicated to Bailey. We miss you. You are Shout out to Bailey. Shout out to Bailey. You're with us. Sorry for being a little depressing, but I love that rabbit. He was 10 years old. A very, very old rabbit as far as rabbits go. Losing a pet is something that, like, luckily I've only gone through it a couple of times. It's never easy. No matter when it happens or what pet it is or whatever extenuating circumstance. So my heart goes out to to both of you and to Bailey, of course. And shout out to Nerd Bomber because while this was going on, because she had COVID, she couldn't be there to hold him while he was being put down. But I held his little paw. Let's talk about the worst weeks ever because having COVID and losing a pet in one week is... So check in on her, guys. She's she's always looking for your love and support. Nerd Bomber is a real one. Hit, hit her up that's that it's 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 been a bit of a week for for her and for you and and as i mentioned earlier in the episode props to you and shout out to you for for taking such good care of her she is not with us tonight because if she was i'm not sure he, she doesn't sound like nerd bummer she sounds like a, a toad for frog of sorts i'm told she's on the up and up so hopefully that that trend continues but so on a lighter COVID note, is the real deal. I to pass the time. I started playing Pokemon Shining Pearl on the Nintendo Switch, which like I've again I've dedicated my whole team to to my rabbit. I I am basically one team showing the whole game with a Bidoof because it looks like my rabbit. I know there's there's a rabbit Pokemon that I could be, but 
I don't want him to turn. He, Lot Bunny is a bipedal. My rabbit was not bipedal. He was all on all fours. Badoof just resonates with with the way my rabbit was. And I got him following me around. And it's just, he is way too overpowered. And it's just so heartwarming because it's in a in a make-believe world, he has this strength that he wasn't able. So it's it's really been therapeutic almost to play this game because it it's kind of like a, an homage and, and things like that. The other the other games that I've been trying to play, I've been trying to figure out a way to get and I and I sort of mentioned this as Eco segment, but I've been trying to collect all of my old Game Boy Advance games and replay Metroid Fusion. Do not want to play it on Nintendo Online. I want to play the real thing. So that's what I've been currently working on is is finding all my old stuff and getting it together so that I can I can sit back and play that game. I want to I want to give Nerbomber a little shout out here. Um, hopefully she's not like embarrassed me bringing this up. We had a conversation earlier in this in the week when Tactics sent a video of, of him playing this. Did she really not know that Samus was a was a woman? Was that was that real or was yeah, that, that was a, real? A she fake, didn't know fake reaction. I was shocked. That's... So when when you when you die in Metroid Fusion, the like screen goes like dark and then it. And your your and Samus goes to the center of the screen, and then it flashes, and then all of her clothes come off, except for like like With the actual blue the blue. suit comes off. Yeah, and and if you played like Smash Super Smash Brothers, she's in a whole blue jumpsuit. No, 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 not Metroid Fusion. It's a blue two piece. It's sexy, guys. So like, yeah, zero suit Samus. Yeah, look forward which, to that. Yeah. Yeah, she kind of like goes like fetal, if I remember correctly. She no, her whole like, body like went... arcs, like almost like she's being like again oh. raptured into the air. Like she. I've only played uh, Super Metroid, and I believe when you die, because believe me, I died many times in Super Metroid. I believe. Yeah, that's fetal. She goes, she goes, she goes fetal, and there's definitely not a two piece in that game. No, fusion, fusion gets gets smexy. Let me tell you. But oh man, that is that is that is my favorite Metroid game that I've ever played, and I don't know if it's the nostalgia factor or if it's is just a really good game. But it, it was fantastic. It, it it plays like Metroid Dread. I think Metroid is yeah, and shall always be a side scroller. I and that's why I I hold it above Metroid Prime. It's a great game. Don't get me wrong, but Metroid just hits so hard for me as a side scroller. Additional and while we're on the topic of Metroid, additional PSA. My my lovely wife. Who I, who I love so much. I told her, my, now my birthday is in May. It's a, it's a ways off. But I told her two weeks ago, I was like, see this game right here? And I, I, I tapped my computer screen and had the physical copy of Metroid Prime Remastered. I said, I want this for my birthday. She went to order it for me yesterday. They're sold out. So like, that's, she that's got a time. thing now. Yeah, but it's like, it's, guys, the it's a hot, it's a you, hot you item. You wonder if, <laughs> if it's intentional from a supply chain issue um, of Nintendo so that they kind of pivot to exclusively digital sales. It's cheaper for them to manufacture. Possibly. I don't know. I, I'm not reading into it that Tin much. Foil hat Nintendo. That, I'm hoping that it's all sorted out by the time my, my birthday rolls around. Have, have you, are you getting a copy? Did you get a copy yet? Or are you, did you buy a digital? Do you not have it yet? I do I not have you it. it. <laughs> Just calm down, that killer. <laughs> I asked like five questions in a row. I do not have right. it yet. Um, I was going to wait until I played through some of my other backlog. That's going to be... That's going to be another clip that so every now and again, Tactic will take a clip out of the out of the show of me saying something funny or being unintelligible and he'll edit it down and just send it to me in our discord on like a Tuesday and be like, look at this. So I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing. So so between those two things, that's that's been my week. It's just been playing some video games and dealing with the heaviness that life has to offer. Well, hang in there, man. I think I speak for myself and all the listeners. We're thinking of you guys. 
hang hang tough and uh again uh Denar bomber get well soon sounds like she's on the up and up so that's that's good my update is a lot less action-packed i did do some traveling this week out of state so not a whole lot of time i haven't started returnal yet which i had intended to do the one thing i did start and i, I think i kind of alluded to this in the last episode but i didn't talk about it too much i've started to pay the piper and, and pay my penance for being last in the quiz rankings last year. And I started watching Book of Boba Fett, and I have watched three episodes out of, I believe, seven. So good, right? Of them. Guys, it is so bad. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I just, I wanted to take, you know, however much, however long we have left in this episode. Like, I can't even believe it. I can't even believe it. And it's, it's honestly, I should be able to believe it because there were parts of Obi-Wan that were this bad. But like, this is, again, certified gold solid gold you cannot screw this up from an ip perspective boba fett survived the sarlacc pit he's a badass what's going to happen next so much terribleness is the answer like i can't even i can't believe it i'm just like i i knew i wanted to talk about this because of how bad it's been but even now as i get the opportunity to describe how bad it is i can't even do it i'm just speechless there's apparently rumors too that he's being they're thinking about using him as like multiple characters across the entire clone wars well that's and that's the thing i kind of want to mention too is part of why it's bad is definitely like the the writing and the the, the general story is not very good it's not very strong tamura morrison is also bad tamura morrison for those who don't know is the guy who played Django fett way back in like 2007 in episode two for like five minutes and then he went into the deep freeze and then 20 years later they were like hey we need you to headline an entire disney plus show and he was like sure and I'm sorry, I just don't think he's cut out for it. The writing is doing him no favors, to be clear. But he is just not compelling in the way that Pedro Pascal is compelling, it's, even when he's wearing a mask the whole time. Like he and just you can't even you can't even say because he's supposed to be emotionless because Mando is emotionless, right? And he still conveys emotion without having emotions. Book of Boba Fett had has appeal from a premise perspective in the sense that, like, when you watch The Mandalorian, he's a badass, he's emotionless. But he has a very well-hidden heart of gold. He has this this child, and and you're rooting for him. The Book of Boba Fett is different because you're going to root for him, but not because he's a good guy. You're going to root for him because it's it's it might have been a cool revenge story, or it might have been you know just all all out badass without regards for ethics or anything like that. But no, it's just like he's not even very badass. There are some terrible supporting characters. Uh, Danny Trejo is in it as a Rancor trainer. That's, I feel like I don't even need to say more than that to describe how bad this show is. But I'm true to my word. I'm going to see it through. Uh, I also think that, you know, again, I'm three episodes in. I believe in the last, like, three episodes, maybe five, six, and seven, I believe the Mandalorian shows up. So I'm kind of just in it for that at this point, especially considering that Mando season three is starting up, like, relatively soon. So I'll get to see how he gets the child back or at least hear about it in some way. Until then, I'm, I'm going to be struggling. There's no doubt about that. Aside from that, not a whole lot else to update on, but I will mention that I did finish the book that you and Nerbomber got me for, for Christmas, uh, The Age of Cage. I, I think I mentioned it a couple of, couple of episodes ago that I was reading it. It was a fantastic read, one of my quicker reads in a while, so I might stick with nonfiction as I continue my reading journey through 2023. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Cage is he's, he's, an, he's an enigma, as you all know. You can read an entire book about him and still not understand him, and that's okay. But I don't think humanity is ever on. meant to be understood. Not if he has anything to say about it. Throwback to the game. 
yeah so yeah that uh that brings us to the end of the episode like i like we mentioned at, at the beginning uh we're not going to do any sort of quizzy gamey whatever because there's only two of us and honestly and you guys already learned something today deodorant antiperspirant two different things that's true uh, yeah th- thank you for bringing us full circle on that at the end of the episode because i it is really important to me that people know that they're different things so if you you know even if you don't have any odor problems tell someone who does that's your mission for this week remember back like last year or two years ago i used to like give missions out at the end i'd be like go tell someone about the podcast your mission this week is if you know someone who has a smell problem tell them that because it might it might it might save their life but tell them like anonymously don't like you know don't go up and be like hey you stink Leave leave like a note on their car or something i don't know i don't know how you do anonymous stuff these these days we'll be back next week hopefully at full strength Uh, and in the meantime stay safe and keep on podcasting.